and we are talking with certified sex therapist Mark Goldberg about erectile dysfunction that might occur after a traumatic sexual experience. Mark and I were talking a little bit before we turned on the microphones here today, and we've kind of established that in the mental health world, trauma is a word that seems to come up a lot. So we were just hoping we could kind of shed some light on what that word means if a sexual therapist is the person that you might want to see if you're having issues with trauma or you think you have had a traumatic sexual experience. So we're going to try to sort all that out on today's episode. So let's kind of first start this discussion off um, talking ED, traumatic sexual experiences with Mark, can you give us your definition on trauma or as or or how you see this work? So this is a tough it's a tough question in and of itself because trauma is a a very widely used term. Uh, and it does mean different things to different people. Um I think of trauma in very broad terms, um, and mainly what that means is an event or an occurrence in somebody's life that causes uh, emotional distress. Now, there are different forms of trauma, um, and I'll, I'll just very briefly try to help you know sort this out broadly in terms of how we think or how I, I think about this and how I think it relates to our topics. There is a simple trauma, meaning a single trauma. There's a one-time event that occurs in somebody's life. Um, and then there's something called complex trauma, where a person experiences events over and over and over again. Uh, so you can think about this as a, as a, um, a simple trauma would be a car accident. So a person has a very traumatic car accident and uh, it's a one-time event for them, and that has um, uh, emotional implications for them, fear, flashbacks, etc. A complex trauma is something more similar, uh, similar to um, being in a war zone for uh, a couple years, where day in, day out, uh, there's these traumatic events that are ongoing. And complex trauma, I think, is its own... It's really its own uh, set of experiences that are different in many ways from a single trauma. Um, so I think it's just important when we're, when we're using the word trauma to recognize that this really does mean very different things to different people. Most people over the course of their life will experience a traumatic event. They're going to go through something uh, which does cause acute emotional distress. Um there's a number of uh, questionnaires that exist that, that do a pretty good job of categorizing uh, what is considered to be a trauma, um, much more from an objective uh, point of view. Um, but it's broad. It's very broad. So many people, I think the estimations are about 80% of people will experience a single traumatic event uh, over the course of their life. Uh, for people who are experiencing complex trauma, it's very, very different. That's exactly what I'm looking for, just to get people who, who find this podcast, maybe they're not regular listeners, uh, maybe we can just help them out and, and set them on some sort of direction if they do believe that a traumatic sexual experience from their past is currently impacting their current sex life. That's what we'd like to 
sort out here. That's what we'd like to get to the bottom of, and that's what we'd like to help people with. So traumatic sexual experiences can often impact the rest of someone's sexual lifespan, right? So it can result in ED. It can result in premature ejaculation. Is therapy, maybe not even sexual therapy, but maybe sexual therapy, but but is therapy some sort of is it like a life preserver here? It, it, can can therapy assist someone that is dealing with past trauma who is seeing their current life being disrupted by this trauma? So that's a great question. I, I would I would broaden this question toward any traumatic experiences, um, because what we do know about trauma is that it can very much impact and change people's thresholds for anxiety, depression, and the like. Uh, Certainly with complex trauma, uh, we we see this, that people um, have uh, much higher, uh, I say much lower anxiety thresholds, they're jumpy, they're very reactive to a lot of things. So what we do know is that those traumatic experiences can prime somebody for more anxious responses, more reactive responses. It certainly can have a long-term impact on mental health. And like we've covered on many other episodes uh, on this podcast, um, being predisposed to anxiety, being predisposed to depression um, are all going to have impacts on sexual function, in particular on erectile function. Um, So, if somebody goes for, for treatment um, for that trauma and they are working to really resolve that trauma, one of the hopes is that beyond managing the symptoms, beyond just improving quality of life, over time being able to see a reduction in uh, depressive symptoms and anxiety symptoms would hopefully have some downstream effects on uh, improving sexual function. So um, I absolutely do do think that um, treatment for and therapy for uh, trauma that people have experienced um, could make a significant difference. Now, what I where I want to be a little bit cautious here is as follows: sexual function is very complex, and most people have experienced a trauma somewhere in their lives. Um, there are times when there is going to be a direct correlation between the trauma and what might be contributing to the sexual dysfunction. And there are many times, though, where that will not be the case. So, as an example, if a person experienced a traumatic event and it has increased their overall anxiety, they may be having a little bit of trouble sleeping or whatnot, and then uh, they have been in a number of relationships and then they're with a partner who um, is very impatient and very not understanding, um, maybe even critical. And after being in that relationship for a month or two, uh, this gentleman begins to develop erectile dysfunction. I I think it might be a little bit premature to rush and assume that the trauma that this gentleman experienced three years ago is what's causing his erectile dysfunction now because there may be some very pertinent elements that are going on in his life or in a relationship that are probably more uh, impactful than that trauma. So I think it's important, and the reason why I'm emphasizing this is because um, many people look for the um, least conflictual answer 
to what is going on. So if a partner is critical, the last thing you want to say to the partner is, I think it's coming from you. <laughs> I think I'm feeling pressure because of how disappointed you look. It's a lot easier and it's a lot more comfortable to say, well, I went through this traumatic event a couple years ago. It makes me really anxious. And that might be true in part, but I think we have to be honest and be able to look and say, well, is it this partner? If we replace the partner, would the impact of that trauma still be felt in the same kind of way? So there's complexity here because sexual function is complex. So just because somebody has trauma in their background and is experiencing sexual dysfunction does not mean that there is an absolute corollary, an absolute causality for all of that. So to make the immediate jump toward, well, we should treat the underlying trauma experience um, as a way that this is going to get resolved is not necessarily the case. The other layer I would add to this is that um, as men age, there are more um, health factors that could be weighing on the process, meaning uh, or making the uh, role of the brain more prevalent as men age. Um, so for that reason as well, I think being aware of that part of the process um, and to ask yourself, well, like, does this work the same way for me that, like now as it did two or three years ago? The answer is probably not exactly the same kind of way. And I think looking at some of these uh, more basic elements as a starting point is going to be more helpful. When you're talking about traumatic sexual experiences, maybe it would be natural for someone who's looking to deal with that trauma to see a sex therapist, someone that specializes in sex therapies such as yourself, or maybe they would want to see someone that doesn't specialize in sex therapy. So I want you just to clear up for our listeners, is regular therapy, quote unquote, different than sex therapy? So I, I think the best way to answer this is talk a little bit more about what sex therapy is. So sex therapy is a, is a specialized form of therapy. So all sex therapists are uh, licensed therapists, at least in the United States. They are licensed therapists. Uh, they have um, you know, completed a uh, master's level, at least a master's level uh, degree. They are licensed. They have gone through uh, numerous trainings leading up to sex therapy training. There are sex therapists who specialize in the crossroads of trauma and sex therapy. Uh, that would probably be a great fit uh, for somebody who really sees a strong link between these two factors and believes that that is a uh, primary factor contributing to sexual dysfunction. All that being said, I do think that people um, who are seeking out treatment um, should have a sense of what the goal of treatment is. If the goal is to address the underlying trauma and uh, the secondary outcome of that would be improved sexual function, you probably want to lean towards a trauma specialist uh, because you really want to get you know, the deep trauma work done, um, really kind of be in a healing process for that. And then if 
the sexual function improvement as a secondary goal, if that resolves through the trauma work, fantastic. If it doesn't, then you can go to a sex therapist for that secondary work. However, if the goal is, I'm really distressed because uh, the onset of erectile dysfunction, I think it might be coming from this or it might be coming from that, you may want to start working with a sex therapist first and foremost, even if the sex therapist, like myself, does not have specific focus on trauma, um, that sex therapist should be able to help kind of sort things out um, with, again, the goal being improved sexual function. And if a referral to a trauma therapist at that point is necessary, then the sex therapist can make that referral. Um, but I think it all really depends on what the goals of the process are and what this person is trying to accomplish. And when we touch on topics like trauma, sexual experience, um, you know, dealing with really tough emotional conditions. I think of a condition that we have covered on this podcast before, and I will make sure we link to that episode in the description of today's podcast, and that's Peyronie's disease. Now, we're not going to get into the physical aspects of Peyronie's disease. I'll point listeners into the direction of that podcast if they want to learn more about it because we have had a uh, board-certified urologist on to discuss it. But I do want to talk about the emotional distress brought on by Peyronie's disease and how that impacts sexual experiences. Mark, um, do you have any thoughts for us there talking specifically about the difficult psychological nature of Peyronie's disease. So this is a, it's a good question. It's a broad topic and it is complex for a number of reasons. Namely though, um, that Peyronie's disease does oftentimes have physical implications for erections, um, that do go beyond the scope of, um, the psychogenic. Um, certainly for some men, psychogenic ED can develop in response to the trauma of Peyronie's disease. Um, that is true. Uh, but proper diagnosis is um, very tricky. So I, I want to speak very carefully about this. I don't want to mislead anybody who has been through the trauma of Peyronie's disease um, or is, is you know, in the process of you know, treatment or management of that because um, it really can have some very significant physical issues going on and I think it would be it would be uh, presumptive to jump toward the traumatic impact on sexual function. All that being said, um, for many men there is a, a certain dysphoria um, that develops uh, with Peyronie's disease. In other words, the ability to assess um, let me just back up for any of our listeners who don't know what Peyronie's disease is, uh, generally is hallmarked by a curvature in the penis. Um, and um, there is a natural curve and then there's, you know, a certain measure, which is, um, you know, considered to be a medical condition that, you know, is managed in various ways. You can, again, link to the episode to learn more about that. Um, but that curvature and the onset of that curvature does, you know, for many men create a dysphoria where um, they can no longer properly look at and assess 
um, the appearance of their penis and whatnot. And that, that trauma does have psychological impacts. I think what would be also a pertinent example, and we can link to this episode as well, is the one on penile fracture, penile injury, where uh, in many of those instances, if men have gotten proper treatment uh, in a timely fashion, um, you know, full function can be restored. That being said, many men do develop a psychogenic erectile dysfunction in response to that injury um, because of fear of re-injury or whatnot. So that there is a almost like we spoke about this possibility that the excitation or the erection itself leading towards sexual function could also like carry with it a linked anxiety or, or, or whatnot that the injury could happen again. Um, and that kind of puts the excitement and the anxiety at this tug of war because they're both happening at the same time. All of that stemming from the trauma of the injury and then subsequent you know, treatment for or repair of uh, that penile fracture. Mark, do you have anything else to add to today's discussion before we end it? So I, I, I would say like this, tra- trauma is a serious uh, you know, mental health uh, concern and consideration um, and uh, I mean, there's so many, uh, people who are experiencing elements of trauma. I don't, um, I'm careful to not, um, I don't want to belittle the word and I don't want to over apply it, but there are many people who experience trauma. Um, and, um, I mentioned before, you know, depending on what your goals are, uh, will depend on who you speak to, but I don't. I don't want that to be in place of uh, trauma care. If you have experienced a traumatic event and it's having an impact on your life, it's it's you know impacting mood regulation. It's impacting um, uh, your behavior. It's impacting um, your ability to engage with the world. Uh, repairing sexual function is only going to go so far uh, because you're probably going to have a hard time managing the relationship, managing other areas and aspects of your life. We can possibly help um, just with the sexual function, but there's a broader context to life. So I want to just emphasize that, that while I kind of broke it down that way, I do think anybody who's experienced pronounced trauma certainly should seek treatment for that in addition to or in conjunction with dealing with some of the sexual health or sexual function considerations. Thanks for listening to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. For more information on today's topic and understanding how the mind impacts erectile dysfunction, please visit ErectionIQ.com. That's ErectionIQ.com.